0: Hi everybody, welcome to another exciting Wednesday interview edition of Bevelations, your Philadelphia podcast of cocktails and conversations with Philly's Most Fabulous. I'm excited to be back again for another exciting interview. Uh, Today we are interviewing a good friend of mine, producer, promoter, performer, any other P word you'd like to throw out there, Mr. Josh Shomoff. And it's a fun little interview about how he moved from sort of, uh, online, um, content to, uh, sort of making a name for himself within the busy nightlife community here. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Bevelations with Mr. Josh Schoenwoff. Bye. Today we are joined by producer and burlesque extraordinaire Josh Schoenwolf. Josh got his start in the public eye after his popular award-winning blog, Josh Can't Cook, took flight. He then ran a few successful food-related charity events. Food related? <laughs> which sparked something, which sparked something in Josh. Josh fell in, fell in with F- fucking hell! Fell in love <laughs> with event. You missed a, a noun or a verb there. Whoops! I'm Camara Black. To Adjectives. <laughs> Josh fell in love with event production, which led to Burlesque, Songbird, Miss and Mister Everything, Bev's Bitch Fest, Full Front Street, just to name a few. Josh began performing performing as a boylesker a year and a half ago, and now you can catch him performing everywhere, including his spinoff show, Daddy and Friends, the third Friday of every month at. La Hi, Josh. Hi, Bev. That was seamless. (laughs) You could tell that Bev has been to happy hour. (laughs) I have. I've been drinking a little bit. (laughs) I just won Quizzo, so yay yay me.
1: How much did you
0: drink? So, no, shut up. Perfectly I'm fine. Written, I'm, girl, I, <laughs> as my mother has said, I have the gene. This ain't my first time at the rodeo. It's okay. I'm drinking I'm drinking as well. So you're drinking a lovely um, a lovely, uh, delicious white I'm very, Franzia. Very I'm excited actually trying it. to get Franzia to sponsor this podcast. True story. That would be amazing. And I'm drinking um, a nice iced tea and vodka from Trader Joe's. Ooh la la. So hello, hi. hi, welcome to my home. Hi, Your hi, Venerable Mama. Mama. I
1: can tell you're a very well-paid drag queen now. Your house has become more. It's beautiful. decorated with
0: wigs everywhere. Yeah, yes. like,
1: I wish they could all sing at the same time and like turn their heads like Chuck E. Cheese or something. No. No. <laughs> like they were animated. Several of
0: them, I'm getting a storage unit. So several of them are going into storage soon because your, your I don't is, wear them that often. It's very organized. And my husband's coming back, and I have to like make this apartment look like two people could live in it. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Hi, Josh. Hi. So you've been begging for months to be uh, on this, and I finally threw you a fucking bone. Scraping at the door. <laughs> so um I love bevelations. It's really funny to get to know these people. Thank you. Not who, everyone does, but that's okay. It's
1: okay. I like getting to know the people I, who are mean. To me, and also that I, <laughs> exactly. I, I talk to at 10 p.m. while we're
0: all drunk every week. Yeah. Perfect. Nice so to get to know them in a different Perfect. way. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start drink. And so, uh, where are you from? I'm actually from Philly. I was born here in the city. I was born
1: in a very dangerous part of South Philly, and my parents uh, worked their asses off to buy a house in South Jersey, which is what every Italian does. They worked their asses
0: off to get the the
1: fuck out to the burbs. to get the pool, to get the trees, and then yeah. So I was I I lived I but as soon as I was done with high school in Jersey, it was back to Philly. It's Jersey's not for. Where'd you go to school, young man? Um, I went to. High school Whatever I went to Temple University And I graduated in 05 Which makes me of a certain age
0: That's oh, right I'm still older than you I graduated in 04
1: Where'd <laughs> you go to high school? Sterling I went to Sterling Sterling what? High school That's what it's called?
0: <laughs> Vanessa Sterling High School? Yes I went to <laughs> Vanessa Sterling High She was the principal I need to have her on this podcast I She love was, her. She
1: was the principal And John Bird was my <laughs> guidance counselor
0: <laughs> it, was, it was like What are those bitches in Greece? Yeah uh, miss, miss, miss whatever And
1: then Blanche Yeah her assistant. Sterling was extremely white and I wasn't prepared for it. And then I Because s- you're very black. I know, well. <laughs> no, I just I, I wasn't I've never had seen so many preppy people in one place aside from television. So I was like, I need I need You're like, Ma- I'm in The Heathers. <laughs> I need navy blue sweaters at once. <laughs> and my mom took me to Macy's and the rest is Get history. me to a J
0: Crew stat. Okay. <laughs> and then you went to Temple? I went to Temple. And you majored in Communications, which is like majoring in like whatever. Yeah. what else? I majored in theater and English. Yeah. And you're as a drag queen who <laughs> manages a dental practice. Yeah, so that's fine. same. So um, after you graduated, did you, what did you do?
1: I worked in finance for seven years. I had no idea what I, I like, I, I felt like everybody was, everybody that I graduated with was either moving to LA or New York. And I just definitely wasn't at that point. So I went, I applied to some temp agencies and then all of a sudden I got this like nine to five, really well-paying job at a title agency. and. Cherry Hill or Mar- Marlton, not Cherry Hill. And it was, it, I, I was liar. <laughs> at 22, I was like making money and I wasn't, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to serve tables anymore. And I was very excited about that. So, um, and I did that for seven years. I worked, uh, I, then I went to Susquehanna bank and worked there and got very good at that, which terrified me. Mm-hmm. So seven years in finance.
0: So then you started your, so when did when did the Josh can't cook food blog hmm. come into it cuz that was sort of your like little like window into yeah. everything that that started the ball rolling. I so.
1: was really like I would always go out like that that's never changed but um, I started this as a dare because a lot of my friends at that time, we were like trying to be sophisticated group of friends from college and have dinner parties. And I would like bring this month, these monstrosities to dinner and they would be like, what the hell is this? And like their presentation was like beautiful and I was right. like always rushing and it was gross. So I would show up with like these gross things and they would make fun of me. So my one friend said, he turned to me and was like, I love you, but you are the worst cook I've ever eating, you know, eating their food. So you should have, like, a blog called Josh Can't Cook. And I was like, that's actually really funny. And I was, like, really into like, corporate America, and I was looking for a way to be creative in some capacity. And so, like, I never had considered writing at all, and the next thing I knew, people, a lot of people were reading my silly little blog, and but was it writing was it a writing blog or was wasn't it just like yeah. videos and stuff? No, um, it was everything. Oh, I I remember seeing the videos. It started as like um, very community driven, so I um, I would tag everybody, <laughs> still do,
0: but, <laughs> no. but it's packed, <laughs> it's packed,
1: <laughs> and that usually makes people come to the show. Sure, it, it Works no, but um <laughs> so. Yeah, what were they saying? Sorry, I'm I'm aging.
0: So you wrote you wrote the blog and oh yeah yeah was so very community driven yeah
1: community driven and then all of a sudden people were reading it i got nominated for some things
0: and it was Didn't you audition for um worst cooks in america or something on food
1: network i did and also i filmed um a pilot with bobby flay uh to have my own tv show on the food network when i was 29 and my mom went with me to new york and that went very horribly and we filmed it and um what's what's her name oh my god what is her name uh, the one with the raver hair, blonde hair. And Burrell. Made my mom cry. And Burrell made your mom yes. cry? She made my mom cry that day. Uh, we filmed some episodes, and they were really into the show. And, you know, at that point, it was at the peak of its popularity. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I, I could just, like, move to New York and be a television star. And, like, at that point, I was putting some videos on the Internet and – you know, the blog about, like, of me cooking or not cooking, and um, it became more of a Philly-centric blog, and I was going to restaurants all the time, and people were, you know, paying me to write for them, and it was a lot of gigs,
0: which kind of, like, prepared me for today, so for where I am now, but. So then you, as you said in your bio, that transitioned you into... Food-related events. What food-related events? <laughs> no,
1: they were charity events. Oh, charity events. But okay. it was a way – because I couldn't actually believe that, like, 20,000 people were reading my dumb blog. Like, it was – there were grammar problems, and, you know, I, I didn't get it. I, I never understood it. So, like, they, uh, there were, you know, a lot of people into it, and I kind of – But, like, what charity events? Um, okay, so it was – cleverly called josh's dinner party okay and that was my first event that i had a taboo and which started my relationship with taboo um and freddie shelley was the gm then so that had a really big turnout and when they had a meeting about potential wednesday night weekly thing my name came up came up because the josh's dinner party was really well attended and that is how ratchet wednesday started.
0: Oh, ratchet Wednesdays.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll I was like there. I was like a banker, so they were like, "Do you want to have a weekly show?" and I was like, "Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a dad at 28, just like a boring old suburb man. Yeah. You know, hanging up the fun, so I kind of felt like any excuse to make make my life more fun. I I took that opportunity, but ratchet was that. Yeah.
0: And then, how did uh, barrelask come about? How did bear- okay, so because that's how your you, my relationship with you kind of yeah. blossomed was through my involvement with burlesque So that back alley meant nothing to you? No. Okay. And cool. I, I I I put that baby in the dumpster and know. never looked back. Okay, fine. It <laughs> meant something to me, but uh,
1: we'll say that this is how we met. Um, Perfect. We, yeah. So I like I said, there were a lot of gigs popping up. Um, f- f- via Josh Can Cook, and one of them was to judge Mister Queer Philadelphia. Pepperman from RuPaul's Drag Race was the host. Oh, really? It was really? a big thing, yeah, and um, it was a lot of like panicky judges. There were more judges than contestants. It was one of those. Okay. And I was the only one who, like, was willing to stay until the end. A lot of the judges, like, left. It was really weird. But I remember (laughs) it was, like, Where was this? It was a taboo. Okay. But I remember Charlie Poget, my friend Charlie who owns Charlie's Salon, he and his boyfriend just left. They were like, I can't stay here another hour. This is going on way too long. So I, like, helped the F- the promoter from New York, like, calculate. And at the end of the show, Connor and I started talking. Connor Michael Chuck is the co-producer of Berlesque. He was a contestant in that, and he got second place. Who won? First alternate. The winner's name is David. I don't... <laughs> the winner I don't know. Was I don't remember who he was, but he sung... And... David Archuleta. He was just a little. Goodnight. i just. <laughs> he was a little more queer than Connor. So. <laughs> okay. but, but after the show, I um, I've always loved burlesque. I've been friends with Lulu Lenore and in awe of like Liberty Rose and Honeytree for years, and going to all their stuff. So Lilu kind of pulled me into the scene and would invite me personally to these events, and I'd bring my like college friends to to them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was you know, you know, Taboo and I were talking about more stuff, more stuff. And I was like, really into, I was kind of like curtailing into events and producing from my nine to five, which I was so sick of. So when I met Connor and Connor was like, you know, we should work together in some way. And after we discussed
0: it, we were like, we have to make this happen. So Barreless kind of So, for those who don't know what burlesque is, I always treat like this like everyone's an idiot and doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. So, explain burlesque to my legions of listeners.
1: Okay. So, burlesque is a a mostly all-male burlesque troupe of guys that are a little bit larger. Um, Bears, otters... Muscle bears, meerkats, you know, giraffes, studs, hippos.
0: Um, it's wolves. like the beginning of the Lion King. <laughs> and I'm Rafiki. I come out absolutely. and I lift. And I lift... You're the refreaky of the gayer. I'm Connor. I lift Connor up to the sun every <laughs> single. Every, every, <laughs> from the day we arrived, <laughs> iTunes won't allow that. It's so. fine. And it was like, re,
1: like taboo. I remember they were just like, yeah, it's like the but first one's burlesque, good. but it's like yeah. body
0: positivity. Like yes. it's people of all shapes and sizes, That's our all mission. colors, uh, all levels of hairiness. Yeah. Doesn't matter what your genitalia is. Right. It's we were just like really excited to Take your clothes show off. Make bodies. some money, celebrate your body, celebrate yeah. yourself, blah, blah, blah.
1: And we were really nervous about the first one, and we had a really big turnout, so we had another one, and then Taboo said... Four years later. Yeah. Four years later, we're everywhere. We we never expected it. We, we just kind of had fun with it. You're like chlamydia. You can't get rid of it. can't get rid of me. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but Connor and I... Um, you know, we we had no idea what we were doing. Like, if you remember that night, we didn't have a set. Like, we had nothing ready. Like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Can I say that word? Uh, sure. Fucky, fuck fuck fuck, fuck fuck. I remember
0: you were there at the first time. I one. was. Yeah. I was just like a little prop in someone's number. We're like now, the Vicky Gunvelsons. And now I'm Less. the first lady of Bear Less. <laughs> yes, you are. I've been in it since the beginning. We are the Vicky
1: Gumblesons. It's me, you and Connor and
0: I'm being nailed to the cross <laughs> like Jesus was.
1: <laughs> Didn't she pee
0: on a bed? She did. Yeah. I remember Several it. times.
1: Okay. I thought I dreamt that. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. But anyway. So then um your success. With that and and other events at Taboo, now you have eight bajillion things. Yeah. You have Songbird, Songbird, which is, is on cycle eight, eight,
1: and we're gonna be doing one a year going forward. It just it it was like a lot, and I I thought that Taboo wanted to just keep you know pumping them out, but. um yeah, I think I think it cheapens the show. It's such a great opportunity for somebody. It many doesn't people. give the
0: person who wins much I agree. Yeah, yeah. When you're like fifteen minutes later there's somebody else. That's I'm how Drag like, Wars was for a little bit. And yeah. then we were like, Yeah, we need to like just do this. It's like let them let them be the like, winner. Let them have a moment. Yeah. But um Mr. and Miss Everything. Yeah. That's
1: in Miss we're going into Mr. Everything season five in in June. And that's gonna be on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights. Yep. Okay. And yeah, well, that's going to be a really good season. We have, like, ten straight guys and ten gay guys. And I, in my brain, I was like, Josh, what if you did gay versus straight and had, like, teams? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Red versus blue states. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? Because these straight guys are not that straight, and these gay guys are not all. Yeah. But So I was like, you're not one or the other, and let's
0: just... Let's just uh have a regular season. Yeah. So. So then I happened to be there the night that uh baby decided to come out of the corner. Yeah. We decided uh Patrick Swayze came up and <laughs> decided to pull Baby out of that corner. Oh god. And uh Patrick Swayze was drunk in the corner. Producer Extraordinaire decided to Put on his tearaway pants and come out on stage. It was Beyonce. I was so nervous. It was Beyonce yeah. uh, night at berlesque wasn't it? Beron- Beron- Beyonce. And it was as 2014.
1: It. Was it really that long ago? Yeah, but I didn't perform for six months
0: after that because I was humiliated. Well, you were humiliated because you insisted on doing a second number. <laughs> Obliterated when the second number that you chose was not a Beyonce song. It was a, it Rihanna, was a Rihanna song. song. Yes, it was. If we're being specific, and
1: I specifically don't remember that moment, so I, I, I believe you brought out a surfboard <laughs> and you did. Uh, what was it drunk it, in love or I did, whatever? I, Pro- Properly named that, yes, because I was drunk. Surfboard. In love. Yeah, I, I
0: I stood on the surfboard and, and now and shaking. she once she busted herself out of that corner, she has never looked back. Yeah. And now she's now she's a a performer. Yeah. Extraordinaire herself. So I actually talked to it. us about that. Um, it was something that lived
1: in my mind for a long time, and I didn't know how to do it. And um, like I said, I've always loved burlesque, and I love. Uh, how a lot of burlesque performers um, have shows in the neighborhood, so I thought, okay, so I have I have a burlesque show in the neighborhood and it's successful, but i I would always kind like, kind of watch them like Kimmy Gibbler's the friend of the family, mm-hmm. like she's as much as a part of it as you know DJ, but she's not in the family. anyway. So that, um, that's my analogy for the night. And Perfect we well, we'll edit that part I out, was tired sorry. of being Kimmy Gibbler And I uh-huh. was ready to be I was ready to be Jodie Sweetin so. Always
0: tired of being a bridesmaid <laughs> You wanted to be the bride
1: I, I just wanted to see how I did And I always like I was so terrified of performing And I, I thought like Josh, just get up there and try it. Like, see how you feel. Right. And a lot of these venues would would want to book us, but they wanted me to like host or they wanted me to perform. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, but you know, I, Josh doesn't do that. You know, he can he'll be there. But right. but like, um, so when I opened up the um, Pandora's box like two years ago and tried it, you know, Pandora box was her? Yeah. She was the original cast member, <laughs> but um, what was that? I'm sure. Mimi was told about video that video or no. <laughs> so we had, but we, you know, but we had like a lot of really good performers in the beginning, but you know, years later they are even better and I couldn't be yeah. more proud of that show. Yeah. So we perform everywhere. I was, I performed twice this weekend in two different cities. It's a very crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really love it.
0: She's a jet setter! Jet Ooh, setter
1: alaganza! Yeah. I was in Brooklyn on Saturday and they lowered me from the ceiling. <laughs> and I was up there like Like RuPaul in Too Wong Fu. <laughs> lowered to the ground like a Rachel Tension. I was like, if this if this platform that they're lowering me on Collapses, there are going to be so many happy people So I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't going, going to give them that pleasure So I held them very tight Oh, perfect And I did my Crime Year River number Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> good So yeah. um, Barrelask is the first Friday Here in Philly yes. Of every month And then, taboo. then you travel, what, you have it in D.C., like the
1: third Friday? Se- that's the second Friday of second every month Friday. in D.C. at the beautiful Town Dance Boutique, and we open for the Amazing Girls of Town, which is the biggest weekly drag show in D.C., in DC. and they're phenomenal. They're kickin', twirlin', Amazing You've girls. We've got what?
0: monthlies in Wilkes Barre. Yeah, we have the first Saturday. Albany. No, we nope. have. Um, I we're can't, I can't even keep up. I only get yeah. to do Philly because uh, they don't want the drag. They're weird queens about. It's. They it's don't want funny. the drag queens anywhere
1: else. They're weird about other city drag because they don't want i i don't know what it is but it it seems like they don't want you to like outshine them or something i don't know what it is but i've tried We're booking
0: boys taking their clothes off they don't want the drag queen yes
1: they're like are you in turnpike and broody valentino available and i'm like can my friend bev host it and they're like no um there are drag queens that work here so if (laughs) we're gonna have a drag they're like no (laughs) it'll be one of the girls from the bar (laughs) so we try yeah yeah um okay but yeah I love um I we love traveling I and mean, we're like a league of their
0: own at this point. I, w- I wonder which one I am, but which- uh you're uh Betty <laughs> Spaghetti. Your <laughs> husband died in the war and you have to be taken out by Miss Cuthbert. <laughs> so like George George So you
1: know every burlesque performer has a tagline and I am the Betty Spaghetti of Burlesque. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm writing that down. After this wine kicks in I'm gonna forget that.
0: But um yeah we <laughs> could be worse. You're the Shirley Baker. Um, milky what white, what white breasts and what difference does it make? She's reading. <laughs> I probably would be Gina Davis if you cuz I probably would drop the ball to
1: be cool. I'd be like, "Oh, whatever. You can win. I don't give a really care."
0: You'd be you'd be the um the catcher on well, racing. <laughs> we would be like I can't do that <laughs> when she watches Gina Davis go into the split. Oh, so you're a catcher. Okay, we'll get to that later. Yeah, well. So anyways, um, so and then now you have your own show at yeah. LaTage called? Daddy and Friends. Daddy and Friends, and talk yeah. to us about that. So... It, this won't come out in time for oh yeah yeah like, you this week but well it's next month the fourth it's edition come out in like fifth three ed- weeks.
1: the fifth edition is this weekend a couple weeks ago because you are listening to it in the future um, we're in the time machine as and I really would say and basically there are a lot of really talented leskers from around the United States and New York everywhere so I like um, the whole point of the show is to bring the best of the best to Philly and kind of like mix them up with the boyleskers girls of Philly and there's a Boylesque scene that is outside of Bearlesque um so we let la- I like to book those boys too and drag kings and just male-identified performers in my show but mostly um, We have I had some really good people come through so far, like Mr. Gorgeous, and I have Jetador coming in June. And for those of you that are like, who is Jetador? He is literally like the male Dita He's on tour with her right now in Paris. So he is very hard to book and phenomenal. So I'm really excited to bring him to Philly. Oh, fun. And and that,
0: you ha- you performed, you opened for the Philly yeah. Burlesque Festival.
1: Yeah, so that was like my episode of Fear Factor. <laughs> I was so nervous. You like, had to eat a thousand-year-old egg and be covered yeah. in scorpions. <laughs> I, I, I broke out in Alex McCord hives. The, the, cat, the, the curtain opened, and it was just your head in <laughs> a bucket of scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I was in a box. I, was a G, I did my G.I. Joe number. But I, I, I broke out in such bad hives. I showed masochists. I was like, I have hives all over my body. I was like, beauty blaze the fucking foundation into my neck and my arms. And they were like, you're on in five. And I'm like, "Ah." so I went out there, performed, blacked out. Everybody was like, you were great. And I left. So yeah, I'll do it again too.
0: I hosted the final night at Frankie Bradley's. I know, you look gorgeous. Thank you. But it was so nerve wracking because it was like. It's scary. Well, only because it, yeah. she was like, here's their 12 page bios. Memorize this in between each number. Yep. You can't bring the paper on stage. So I'd be like, oh. Liberty Rose, don't from, play. From Brooklyn, <laughs> here is the top 12th performer yeah. in the burlesque. Blah, I know what blah, you blah, meant. Blah, we know what you meant. Like, it was just like, oh my God. No, there seriously. Was
1: some, your night that you hosted, you had some. Um, there, the list that she was talking about was the Century Twenty One Burlesque. It's like it's basically like the fifty most beautiful people, and you know, people. people mag- magazine. It's like the fifty best of the of the year, and there, there's never been a Philly person on that list. But um, Liberty Rose brought a lot of people from that list, um, and they, I mean, that night everybody was great. Yeah, I really liked that. What was
0: that girl's name? Costing Cream or something like
1: that. Yeah, she was cute, big lesbian from uh,
0: Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah She just from Canada actually. Oh, she had universal me. health care. Yeah. So good for her. i <laughs> um, surprised she got into the country. Oh, wait. She was white. So it was fine. Oh. Anyways. Hello. <laughs> All right. So we're caught up to the present. And, um... You haven't mentioned that you're one of the new. You're the first non drag queen judge. I am, yeah. For Drag Wars, yeah, it's it's a lot
1: of work. I mean, I I like. I gotta say, I like, I, I'm a committed person when I'm in. I'm in, and when, you can tell when I'm when I care about something. I like when I when I don't care about an event. I. You can, yeah, you could really tell. But with Drag Wars, like I've been a fan of the show since season one. I've been going there with my boyfriend of the month for season. That's horrible to say. It's oh my true. god! But um, boyfriend of the month, aka
0: newest, do Bear last cast member. No way. That's <laughs> not like everyone. That. Josh Fox gets to be a member no. of the Bear last cast, so that's exciting. That's not true. We'll edit that out. Don't start
1: a rumor. We won't. Don't start a rumor. The only one that I've ever fucked is. Click here for the answer. No. I mean, I could start a list. Um, Dolce is the only Berlesker I've ever had
0: penetrated. Are you going to make with. me list off all your exes
1: yeah. on this podcast? Who of. Yeah. La Dolce, Spina, and I have had sex, Bev. Do you want to see a video?
0: Here. <laughs> no, I prefer not to. You're going to catch something I if you watch it. I prefer not to. Anyways, I'm not going to degrade people that I know. <laughs> Anyways, but no, um, it's I titty fucked Connor once. Does that count? Or? No. <laughs> uh, and Pussy Wiener Muff and you were uh, caught in the back. Yeah, well, of she's a big top, so that's why you know. There you go. She is a diesel top. <laughs> uh, anyways, the alcohol is getting to us, or at least me. Um, so, but yeah, Drag Wars. Uh, this cycle is get off of my anniversary present. I like playing with your things. There are lots of things. I'm a wealthy here. white woman. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> No, it's a lot, isn't it? It's like you are you You're, signed up to be yeah. there. It's it's different than, like I'm just showing up once yeah. a mo- once a week and I'm gonna give my opinions. I'm gonna get pumped. No, yeah. you it's are all supposed to help. Yeah, You are there to be the, the, it's like the voice. You are there to coach, yeah. you are there to give critiques, you are there to help. And they want to mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. and I have five
1: girls uh, who really want to make a splash in the scene and so they're, you know. So they
0: chose the wrong mentors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're basically like, you know, it's like a constant question and answer Well as we're session.
0: recording this they're about to do their first actual week challenge tomorrow yes. night cuz we're recording this the first and we've had
1: we've had like 2 4 hour group you know okay. rehearsals and they there's my s- girls
0: are rehearsing as we Yeah it,
1: yeah same they're they're there together and it's because I made it happen I'm I'm like you know laying down the law with them and I want them to be professional and I feel like it's exciting for them. They, this is a really exciting time for them to make a splash, yeah. and I wanna no offense I to wanna like do right by them. any
0: of your competitions or other. But it's like Drag Wars. I feel like is like very hard. It's like. A completely different animal. Oh, absolutely. It's a bigger stage. It's a bigger audience. It's bigger expectations. And it's like, even if you've been through other competition shows, whether they're weekly or just one-offs, like amateur drag or whatever, like, this is a completely fucking different thing. And when you're on that stage and there's 300 people watching you... I mean, step it the fuck up, bitch! It's like get that. it, get it, get it, and you, 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 the cream rises to the top, and yeah. everybody else just gets you gotta out to the hold end. on tight. Yeah,
1: um, Miss and Mister, everything are very different because I always say they're a test of creativity, and that's how you win. And right, but it's also right.
0: a, It's also on a smaller scale. the taboo is a different
1: yeah. venue. Voyeur, there's something about voyeur that intimidates me. It's mm-hmm. always been the way. I get out there, there.
0: it's such a big fucking room.
1: Yeah, like Mimi asked me something on opening night and I didn't even, I wasn't even funny and I had like so many jokes set to, to, to like Mimi and then I got out there and was like I can't wait to see the girls per-. like I <laughs>
0: You know, I'm here. I'm gold. I don't know what it is like, but um,
1: yeah. But the girls are good. I have Bulldog, who needs reeling in. She's um, no comment. A comedy queen. Is she? Yeah, okay. she's the comedy queen. <laughs> um, I have Corinne Thin, and I have Layla Saint-Cartier, Lilith Del Rey who is very good. They're all, I mean, decomposed. And they're, I mean, they're really excited. They're, we have a
0: really good, um, really good group number. Well, I can't wait Hopefully. to see. Hopefully it's. I can't wait to see them. I'll be horrible tomorrow night. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So we're yeah. caught up to the present. So um, this is our, how are you doing with your wine? You're good? I'm good. This is our 20 questions portion of the, the show, and you can answer these questions either as a performer or as the producer behind the scenes or whatever, but what is your fondest memory being involved in the performance scene? Okay, Um, my most fond
1: memory, Um, it's not like one, but whenever after the show somebody that's like a little bit bigger will come up to me and like thank me for having burlesque. That means a lot to me, and that happens pretty often. So, like, if I'm ever, like, in an argument with one of the burlesque guys or, like, really tired or something, like, I'll be in D.C., and, like, I'll be like, okay, thanks, guys. And someone will, like, will come up to us and be like, thank you guys so much for having this. You know, I feel represented. And that – I love that. That that. That kind of, like – Ignites, reignites something in me to keep going with it. I mean, I could do Bar-A-Lask for ever. I mean, I love I love the show, but like the audience, like in other cities, they think they're meeting Fifth Harmony because they know it's from like Instagram and stuff. <laughs> so we're like, it's just You're us. You're Ariel Versace <laughs>
0: of the Bar-Lask, Bar-Lask. <laughs> We're like,
1: I promise we're worse in person. No, I'm kidding. I can vouch for that. <laughs> no, but um, we just have fun with it. And I mean, we love the feedback that we get. So yeah. That's my,
0: favorite, that's my favorite part of it. My favorite memory, probably. Question number two. Question number two. So on the other end of the spectrum, what is your most embarrassing memory? My most embarrassing memory. Um,
1: uh, my boat. Uh, uh, I want to say just like a name of a show, but I don't want to say that. No, you know what? Last laugh is my most embarrassing memory. Explain for,
0: La- the, for the listeners who don't know what last
1: laugh was. Excuse me. It won an award for worst show of the year. <laughs> uh, the last laugh was I was, like, competition heavy, and I was like, I'm going to do Songbird, Miss Everything, Mr. Everything. And then I was like, and I'll do a fourth one called The Last Laugh featuring you stand-up comedians, d- and
0: d- Bev was we a can, judge. If we can divulge, you wanted to have a competition for, like fucking everything. Yeah. Because there was one where you were like, summer camp. what if I have like a DJ competition? I know, yeah. Where like the DJ, I'm like, so what are we watching? <laughs> People just like stand behind a booth and be like, I love reality shows and that, it, it affected my I producing. think you should do the neighborhood's Biggest Bottom. <laughs> and, like, every week they just have to fit something else up their assholes. Well, if you want to like, judge, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, this week, the first person to make this road cone disappear. This
1: Sunday, a toasted of <laughs> Top, bottom.
0: Top, bottom. No, but...
1: Go. Yeah, I mean... Probably I'm just my, my most now yeah last laugh was last bad. laugh was pretty bad. It was the least attended event I've ever had. Um, I was like very cocky back then, like oh, all of my events are well attended. I love doing this. I'm so good at it. And then it was like shablam, back to the bottom, bitch. Yeah. You have two covers here. It was, it was here. a
0: stand up comedy weekly competition. Yeah. And there was a
1: woman who threatened to fight you outside. Let's she did. Her name. She
0: was about 70 years her name old. was Phyllis Voren. L- her name her was, those. was Phyllis. <laughs> she would show up in Crocs, capri pants. Yes. A, like, song a, a, like a sensible sweater wear. in case she got cold. And when I told her <laughs> that I thought her jokes I'd heard before and oh were recycled, God. she told me that she would meet me in the parking lot. By the way, and Taboo it, doesn't have a parking lot. <laughs> she was like... Very, very
1: defensive about she her was. comedy. She thought she would meet me in the park. And there. Bev is not a Bev is not a wallflower, which is why she's usually on the panel of my shows, or you know. And Bev's not afraid to hold back, so she, you know, was very clear about her critiques yeah. for a lot of the people involved in the show. Come
0: on, Jeannie Darcy.
1: But I gotta say, the girl that won, Michelle Michelle Tomko, was. Hilarious. Yeah. Like she's a a big lesbian from Atlantic City, and who won the wild card. We we tried to keep it exciting, baby. <laughs> it didn't work, but you know she was f- hilarious. So I'm happy she won. And, so
0: stay tuned for yeah. Last Laugh season two. Just kidding. In two thousand and In never forty seven. Two
1: thousand and over my dead body. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Question number three. What?
0: God damn it. My husband. You are
1: so popular.
0: No, my, husband, my husband's FaceTiming me from Korea. It's fine. Okay. So what advice as now a seasoned performer? Yeah. Whether it be someone entering either any of your competitions, anyone wanting to get involved with burlesque, anyone. What advice do you have to new performers wanting to put themselves out there in yeah. whatever, either as a performer or as uh,
1: uh, a producer. So number one is be professional because people talk and it's a small city. So if you get a reputation for being a diva or being unprofessional or late or flaky, no one will book you. And that's yeah. just it. So I call it backstage etiquette. And if you are talking shit about Seems this... to be shit, a common theme in this podcast. It's <laughs> back stage yeah. behind the it's a scenes. thing, yeah. it's a thing. And it's gotten people blacklisted many times, so, like, if if you're talking shit about the scene, if you're, like, trashing this person, it's gonna get or back Or if your line.
0: entourage steals someone's wallet that's a <laughs> part of the show. <laughs> that's an inside joke that we should probably explain to the audience. Um, Josh... Josh had an event called Ratchet Wednesdays at Taboo. It did live up to the name. Where the rapper, what was her name? Rai Rai? Rai One of her entourage stole my Louis Vuitton wallet out of the dressing room. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's just say it we was cracked a real Vuitton wallet and it had cash in it from my performance that night. But oh, it's fine. God. It was so bad. But stay tuned for Ratchet version 3.0. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the same night as Last Laugh 2.0. <laughs> but um, be professional, be on time, send your music early. Uh, be appreciative and know who you are as a performer and like know what you're like, even if you're willing to grow as a performer, it's like always good to know like who you are and how to, um, and where, where
0: you're coming from. Yeah. And, um, do you, have, do you have any pet peeves or, or any, uh, any anecdotes or anything about shit not to do Yeah, shit that you hate? <clears throat> like if, You
1: are okay. I hate flakes. I'm getting a shirt that says, like, I hate flakes or something. I don't know,
0: but it's uh, you do you you do deal with a lot of flakes.
1: I do, yeah. I think it's because I'm nice that people flake on me and they think there's not going to be any backlash. But, like, I I wonder if they realize they have stopped being booked Mm. (laughs) because that's what. Um, but I mean, for example, I have a show called Big Mouth, which is like. A stupid, fun, hilarious show. It's like a lip sync tournament. You've judged it many mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like silly fun. Last month with the very inebriated... Dita Ritz. Dita Ritz. Very talented, I have to say. <laughs> just kidding. She was the worst queen I've ever booked in my whole life. Yes. <laughs> Literally, me. she wouldn't have made it past week one of Drag Wars. Like, she was really, really, was really bad. She was Wasted. Yeah, so wasted. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say this. They could tag this bitch. I don't care. She was not worth the money. And number two, Dieter Ritz also um, bought 11 Grey Goose Martinis on Teal's tab. Teal is Miss Everything, season four's winner, my friend also, who I FaceTime with like every day. And she's like, she's like you know, hi, I'm Teal. I want to Miss Everything here at Taboo. Um, can I get you a drink? Yes, I'd love, Yeah, you know, yes, can I have a Kettle One Dirty Martini? she ordered 11 on her on our t- <laughs> and at the end of the night teal paid it because she's my friend but i was like let me give you some money like that is crazy so it was yeah. just it was just a mess but with these Ru- RuPaul girls like you never know what you're going to get so, most of the time they're really professional yeah. and wonderful
0: yeah the two we've had for um for Pitch fest were, were
1: i mean great. i love jocelyn fox and kasha Davis like they yeah. they were amazing they were great well, Alyssa.
0: Joshua, we're winding down here. You've been a delight. Do you have anything you want to plug? Now, keep in mind, this will come you out. Um, plug your butt. Yes. You Who Plug not Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, this will probably come out in about three to four weeks from now. Okay. So um, we have the Bear fourth anniversary yeah. is coming up a- in a couple weeks. The day after my
1: birthday. Um, oh, it's the
0: day of your birthday?
1: I'm turning... 22 at midnight
0: of the. Well, if you're a year behind me, you're turning 34. So congratulations. <laughs> 36. You're 36. Yeah, I'm turning. You're 36. older than me. I, am, yeah. I know. You're older than me. I just turned 35. I'm turning
1: 36 in May. Yeah, I'm. Pr- I like being in my 30s. you You're a dirty 30 hicks. 36. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I turn I turn uh, thirty six at midnight. Your waist will finally match up to your age. You'll both be thirty. I have a
0: thirty six waist. <laughs> I was like, my age and my waist are both thirty <laughs> four. But you know, and um, and then you we have our. Weekly RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party at Toasted yeah. Walnut on Friday nights. Not that you're ever fucking there, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I am. I didn't and that's expect it to be be. I didn't expect it to be <laughs> on Fridays. Fridays.
1: I know. It's hard. I am so I like when I'm booking stuff two months in advance. I feel like I'm being so professional, and then like venues are like, "Oh, RuPaul's on a Friday. Let's." Ha-, and I'm like, I can't be there for like four of them, yeah. but yeah. I'll be there this week. And uh, Ru, it's so uh, like I just love watching RuPaul with Bev. I like love watch Bev is like a living meme watching RuPaul <laughs> with her. She like giggles to herself. She looks at people like for reactions. Like it's so funny. Bev is the show watching it with I her. I am. We'll
0: come to Toast the Walnut and you can see yeah, it. Yeah, come and see it for free, baby. And then um, it, Daddy and Friends is a monthly. The third Friday of every month. Yeah. Third Friday. And it's at
1: LaTage. Um, St- off of South Street. Bainbridge.
0: Yeah. 6th and Bainbridge. It's right above
1: the beautiful Creperie Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah.
0: LaTage, which is French for the stage. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, this has been informative. You never knew that. I thought it was French for the grundle. It was French for the Taj. Oh, okay. Oh. Taj. Got it. The Taj. Got it. Anyways. Okay. You're very smart, but... I know. You're well. So, well, Joshua. A pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to say as your parting words? Um, stay in a... school. Don't do drugs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I put should put the I... hoop down. <laughs> That, I don't know um, I guess we can end it With our Real Housewives tagline Oh
0: yeah What's your what's your Real Housewives tagline Life is a party All you have to do Is RSVP Turn Perfect. I have two
1: actually. What is yours One
0: is um, I've got the spirit In my heart And a razor In my gums <laughs> What's the Or Or a knife In my purse And the other is Jesus Take the wheel because I'm too drunk to drive. That's your season seven one. It's yeah, that's that's updated. I like it. All right, bye, kids. Bye. Thank bye. you. Yes, yeah, so that was our interview with Mr. Josh Schoenwolf. Subscribe, and you will be automatically downloading the newest episodes of Bevelations on Mondays and Wednesdays, so stay tuned. Oh, as always, follow me on Instagram at itsbevbitch, and you'll get the most up-to-date news about what's going on in the world of the podcast. And I will see you all next week. Bye!